Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Help, I need somebody. Help, not just anybody. Help, you know I need someone. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and I'm your host. I'm a physician trained in Britain, living in Canada, and I've worked in the U.S. And since I retired from medical practice, I've become an activist for family caregiving, which is why the show is named Family Caregivers Unite. Now, our topic today is faith-based healing, medicine, and miracles. Now, here's a situation that I've heard about a lot on this show and also seen in life, just how often family caregivers are confronted with the challenge that for for their loved one, partner, parent, child, brother, or sister, cure is unlikely, that there is little or nothing more that the healthcare system can do for their loved one, and that hope is fading fast. Now, to talk about where what I call faith fits into this sad picture, and also how it fits into the more optimistic pictures, we have two guests, Gentra Gardner and Denise Dejal, both if I'm right, are from St. Paul's, Minnesota. Now, first of all, I just want to talk about Gentra. Um, She was diagnosed in 1977 with multiple sclerosis. She explored every method that might help her overcome this debilitating illness. She not only received but also studied numerous therapies and techniques such as massage, acupressure, and reflexology. And she healed herself. And she incorporated her experience and her studies into a complementary medicine program called Three Heart Balancing. In 2000, she founded Healing Hands Network to inspire, educate, and help people embrace healing as an option to help them achieve health. She sees a healing coach in every household and workplace. And healing coaches are people helping people stay functional and in optimal health. Denise Denise, um, is a healing coach, mystic, creative thinker, an open-hearted, involved person. She and her husband, Robert Peterson, faced his life and death struggle after he was diagnosed with glioblastoma, an aggressive brain cancer. They got involved in receiving healing through a Circle of Hands program of the Healing Hands Network. And after Robert's death, Denise learned three heart balancing, a method of healing developed by Gentra. She since helped many people as they journeyed toward health through her volunteer healing. And she opens her heart and her home where she invites people who are struggling with cancer to receive love. So, welcome to the show, Gentra and Denise. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yep, my pleasure. 
I've heard, my first question is for Gentra. Please tell us about your life and work, and also of any personal experience you may have with ill health uh, and family caregiving. Gentra? I have worked probably 30 years because I think of healing myself from multiple sclerosis as my one of my first acts of healing. And I think everybody's responsible for their health and doing whatever they can to further that. In the 30 years, I've trained uh, thousands of people. I've uh, had my hands on hundreds of people and who have faced all kinds of sometimes life-threatening and life-debilitating diseases, sometimes accidents and injuries. And it's a love that I have. I love my the sense of intimacy and the sense of joy that I feel when I'm working with people. It makes me very happy. When I had multiple sclerosis myself, there were no medical options, and I had to create whatever options I could to be healthy. And I didn't have anyone taking care of me at that time. I was married at the time. In fact, the man I was married to chose to leave because he didn't want to be involved in being with someone who had a disease. So part of what I like about 3 Heart Balancing is it does create uh, options for people who don't have anyone to receive healing from family and friends and others. So I am very happy with what we're doing here. I've got a quick question for you, Gentry, of clar- excuse me, clarification. I've used the word faith. You talk about healing. Uh, which is the word that you think best describes your outlook on all of this and the work you actually do? Well, I think Dr. Andrew Wild, the professor of holistic medicine at the University of Arizona, pretty much says it best. He calls it vibrational medicine or energy medicine. And that's very comfortable for people who are connected to the medical community. And I found that faith in, I, while I have faith in God, I have found that faith in God really has nothing to do with whether a person receives healing or not, that healing is a gift for everyone, like the sun and the moon and the stars. And uh, we're just fortunate to be able to uh, receive that through our, through our hands and through our interpersonal connection. Very clear. Very good. Denise, I want, please tell us about your life and work and more about that personal experience you had with family caregiving. Denise? Well, my husband, um, Robert A. Peterson, uh, was diagnosed with uh, glioblastoma, and, of course, uh, he had a terrible prognosis. Um, I went through the Department of Spirituality and Healing at the University of Minnesota where they gave me uh, Gentra's um, phone number, and um, when I took Robert there, he was immediately attracted and at ease with her and her um, healing practice. So we went on two days a week for uh, healing sessions with Gentra, and then um, later on she um, set us up with a circle of hands, which I'm sure she'd be happy to talk about. Right. Um, Gentra, I'm going to just ask you... A little bit more about the background of why you took up healing. Um, What was it that caused you to do that, please? Other than the fact I loved it, um, 
I think it's difficult, at least in the United States, to take up healing as a profession. There's not very many training programs. Most people don't know what it means to go to a healer, where they know what it means to go to a hairdresser or dentist or a doctor. And so I I ended up taking up faith healing because um, there wasn't anything else for me to do. I had been a, a social worker in a home with uh, chronically mentally ill adults and not due to any fault of mine that really closed under some unpleasant bad press and it was I had to change my profession and at the same time I had this uh, fear, uh, fearless uh, approach to the human body even when I worked with the mentally ill I knew that the human body always is a computer that remembers everything that's ever happened to it. And I thought, well, if we can vibrate out the memories that the body's computer holds and allow it to come in uh, harmony with itself and in harmony with the gravitational field of the earth and moon and the stars and the sun, and if we believe that God helps us create harmony, that's another, of course, a... Uh, resource I draw on, then maybe we could help people not just heal of physical problems, but emotional problems and all kinds of things. And so I began to be excited about the experiment of life that caused. I'm going to stop you there, because we um, have one more question for Denise, and then we have to go into the break, but we will come back to that, what you just said. Now, Denise, tell us more about why you personally turned to healing. What was it that brought you to healing? Well, it was um, the idea that my husband was going to die in three months uh, at best, um, and I was desperate. Uh, he was my soulmate. We started dating when we were 15. I had 29 years with him, and I was at my wit's end to try to do anything I could do to... Um, have him continue living and I know so many of your listeners have been uh, caregivers and know the emotional um, desperation that you can uh, go through with the idea that you will be losing your loved one so I was totally desperate (laughs) Denise if I can just say this quickly to you you're absolutely right the stress because that's the modern word um, on family caregivers in those sorts of situations. To anybody who's not been through it, is unimaginable. Mm-hmm. And so, just very quickly, would I be right in saying that uh, you turned to healing, uh, to some degree anyway, out of your own need to deal with that terrible situation? Is that right? Well, yes. Uh, and another thing that it also gave us a glimmer of hope. And it is amazing what just a little bit of hope can do for the human spirit, Um, not only for the caregiver, but for the patient. And I just can't stress that enough. Yeah. Just tell me, I I know this is, I'm getting shorter and shorter on time, but Mm -hmm. just tell me quickly because this is very important. What is it about hope that brought that good feeling to your husband? Can you say in a couple of words? Well, just, um, I think it's, 
it's such a human thing to want to go to to continue and to live. We, he had children. He had he loved his work. He loved his life, and just the idea that he could continue. He he was just fifty two when he died. Yeah. yeah, life was taken away from him. Now it is time for us to take a short break. Um, this is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guests are Jane Trigardner and Denise Dujardin. Um, you're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please stay with us. We will be back because we want to go into more detail about this very interesting and important topic, which is healing. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Listen for Trust Across America every week on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in as host Jordan Kimmel is joined by national experts in the fields of accounting, finance, organizational behavior, and sustainability, as well as companies that are applying strategies that are enabling them to be recognized as doing the right thing by the American Trust Awards. Your host Jordan Kimmel is himself a trusted professional with years of experience in applying strategies and consulting with today's leading firms. Trust Across America is heard Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com you know I need someone. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at mymonami.com. That's doc, letter G, at mymonami.com. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite. It's Gentra Gardner and Denise Dejao. Our topic is faith-based healing, medicine, and miracles. So now let's talk about healing and who healers actually are. So, Gentra, first of all, what is healing? Does it involve faith? And if so, what, how does it involve faith? And who are healers? Healing involves uh, a commitment to, do take, to take a leap into the unknown. Now, whether that means you have faith in God, it certainly means that, or if it just simply means that you're desperate, regard, it does not matter. But you have to be willing to show up. And probably the biggest uh, barrier to overcome is we have been taught to give, 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 and give to people. And so many people have difficulty receiving. And the people that get better, the people that overcome great obstacles, have to be willing to receive love. They have to be willing to lie down on a massage table with their clothes on and have people cradle their head and hold on to their ankles and touch their their 
tummy and talk, you know say nice things to them and they have to be willing to receive that over and over and over again and so that's one of the the important things in 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 healing is being willing to receive as far as who does it i really train everybody the butcher the baker the candlestick maker and I seem to attract people to take my classes who are genuinely caring. Uh, they're they're not creepy. They're good people, and I uh, teach them in a short amount of time. Three Heart Balancing is very user friendly. Uh, the people that I taught in the circle of hands that Denise was talking about were 25 of Robert's family and friends, and. I and three other people spent about three hours on a Saturday afternoon making sure that they all received a healing, learned how to give a healing. Then I made a big poster and I said, here's what you do. You put your hands for 20 minutes on his liver and for 15 minutes on his neck. And I made a list. You know, and every time you give a healing, just do this. Now, they didn't understand the philosophy or some of the nuances. They were there for Robert. And, when, of course, when I teach a class, there is a philosophy involved. But when it comes to just can can you help someone relieve their pain, uh, their sense of alonement, uh, I mean, isolation, anybody can do that. Right. We're going to come back to that one, too, because that's, I think, very, very important, what you just said. Denise, now, drawing on your own experience, what would you say family caregivers and their family members see, feel, and believe when they turn to healing? Well, with the circle of hands, Robert had uh, groups coming in to our home three times a week. And you know that caregiving is very isolated. And it was a great joy for me to see people come three times a week um, to help with Robert and just to give me support. Um, they would sit around him at the massage table, like Gentra described, and putting their hands in certain positions. And we'd listen to music, and we were able to talk, and it gave him great joy and just a boost in energy and in health in general. So it was a group activity in that sense, wasn't it? Yes. And yes, it was. And from what Jinju was saying, there was acceptance in the sense that the healing flowed from the group to your husband, but he also accepted what they were doing and why they were doing it. Is, is that a fair description of what... Yes, it was always in a very loving, good-natured um, way. Uh, I just can't express uh, how, how much the house filled with joy and love. And even in the difficult times um, to have the healers show up, uh, it was a, a, a relief. Um, for me and for Robert. Yeah, yeah. Jennifer, what does healing promise? This is a three-part question, and I apologize for throwing it all at you this way, but what does healing promise when you first see someone who's turned for help from healing? What do you say to them? 
And does healing succeed with everyone? Gentra? Uh, I think healing promises that you are not alone. Healing promises that uh, even though death is a, a doorway that all of us are going to walk through, we can postpone that. We can make if and if we can postpone that, we can make the journey one filled with hope and joy and love. And so when I first see someone who's turned to me for help, especially those facing a life-threatening illness, I do validate that, yes, death is an option, but death is always an option. I also share with them how life is an option and how healing is an option, and I tell them exactly what, from my 30 years' experience, I have seen and experienced, you know, with their disease or condition. And I haven't healed like hundreds of people with, I hadn't healed anyone with glioblastoma when I met Robert, but I had helped five other people who had other brain cancers recover completely. And so I could say that. Now that that offers a little hope, but it doesn't, it's not a guarantee. And so it, it succeeds with some people, and Robert himself was a physician. He, he had gone to medical school, so he knew probably in more detail than most people how fatal his, his illness was. And he wanted to uh, walk that walk of having hope and trying something unusual, trying something different outside of what he was taught in school. Yeah. Uh, Denise, um, I'm going to ask you this question, which is, Perhaps a little bit tough, but did you believe in healing before Robert got involved with it and therefore you got involved with it, or were you a skeptic? And now, how much faith in the sense of belief do you now have in healing, and why do you have it? Denise? Yes. um, I think we were both uh, skeptical of something that wasn't scientifically proven. But there are a lot of questions that we can't answer in life. And um, I just always feel feel that um, we don't have the answers. And I was ready for a miracle to happen, and I knew miracles uh, happen every day. I think just general life and seeing butterflies and birds and babies are um, just all miracles. So I had I had hope, um, but I also uh, understood that um, it might not, um, he might not have his one and only miracle. But the miracle also was for him to connect with so many people and for him to get reuse of his arm and be able to enjoy the last uh, 15 months of his life. So I felt blessed by um, being able to be exposed and um, learn three heart balancing. And to have Gentra and her husband Clyde walk with us um, through the death process. In a way, I would say to you, the miracle wasn't that Robert um, was cured of his disease, but instead, the last 
15 months or whatever it was of his life, had hope and love and contact with other supportive people built into it. Would you go so far as to say that was the miracle? Yes, I would. Um, the, the scientific community, his doctors, um, just really had no, no hope at all for him. So I, I agree. Yeah, because that's an important message, isn't it? And I'm going to come back to Gentron, just this one. That is the sense that miracles can happen in different ways to the extent that, and this sounds a bit cruel, but to the extent that the, the path that we're walking on is not perhaps as terrible as we feared. And in fact, there may be times when the sun shines on that path, so to speak. Gentra, am I right about that? Would you agree with that? Yes, I I think I I do agree. I also know that when Robert first came to us, he he couldn't move his right arm because of the brain tumor. And he received, I I guess, a gift, a miracle, you know, through the healing, where he he got to play golf again. I'm not saying he was as good as he was before the stroke Mm -hmm. or before the tumor. But he he got that actual uh, change in his physical health so something, you know, that yeah. that let him be uplifted. In addition to the love from everybody and the connections. Yeah. So in other words, that the optimism actually moved, so to speak, into his muscles, into his arms, and that kind of thing. I know that's a rather strange way of putting it, but that's a way of understanding what happened, isn't it? Well, you vibrate out memories that are negative, you know, the negative memories, and who knows where they're from. They could be from four generations back in a person's history. You know, we carry genes from both sides of our family, and you replace the memories of the body feeling invaded with cancer with something else, or, and, yeah, you get a sense. Somehow right. the, t- the tumor did move away from whatever part of his brain was stopping his arm from moving the right way. To some other place. Yeah. Now, um, it is time again for us to take the short break. This is Dr. Gordon Adley, and my guests are Gentry Gardner and Denise Dujal. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please stay tuned. We are coming back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Think you know everything there is to know about running a successful business? Think again. Break it down. The truth is, you may only know the half of it. Don't worry, you are far from being alone. Many people think they can go with the half they do know, and the other half will just come naturally. When you are your own boss, on-the-job training comes at a price. Tune in to The Other Half of Business with hosts Davida Lewis and Adam Lyons, airing live every Saturday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. And find out how to get ahead with the other half of your business. 
Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You know I need someone. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at mymonami.com. That's doc, letter G, at M-Y-M-O-N-A-M-I dot com. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Gentra Gardner and Denise Dejao. Our topic is Faith-Based Healing, Medicine and Miracles. Now, I want to talk about the particular ways in which healing can help family caregivers with family members faced with serious health challenges. So, Gentry, you've already said something about the feelings of people when they first come to you for healing. And I want to know how you address those feelings and what generally your first priority is when somebody in that sort of situation first comes to you. Gentra? I My first priority is to be me, as honest as I can be me. And so part of it is, since I've helped people face so many uh, desperate situations, I feel very confident. And I do share my personal faith, even if they don't know it, you know, and so I don't pray before any sessions because I know that uh, Jesus is always with me, the Christ energy is always with me, and I say to them that it's like you and I are walking down the street, and if I prayed and said, said turn to you and say, would you please walk down the street with me, you would think I was crazy. And so I just know that uh, as far as when I have my hands on someone, it's not about me, that healing is a team effort. You know, it's it's uh, the people that bring them and their hopes and dreams and prayers. It's the medical people who are helping them. It's all their friends and family. It's the person themselves. And so I want to make sure they know that. And then the other thing, as fast as I can, I want to actually get some healing done because I have found that when it's time to have uh, someone uh, overcome an accident or an injury or a terrible illness, they will have some kind of little miracle, usually the first or second session. I worked on a man uh, who had Lou Gehrig's disease, and he did die of it many months later. But the very first session, he received so much strength that he could again lift himself on and off the table on into his wheelchair, and he hadn't come in that strong. So I always know that there's going to be some miracle the first session. I just don't know what it is. And so that's the other thing is I want them to experience the the love and the connection as fast as I can. Right. Now what about cure? Gentra, how, how often do you find that you go so to speak, the whole way, and someone is cured. How often does that happen? Uh, I would guess uh, about when it comes to cancer that uh, about 65% of the time people with cancer are completely cancer-free when they leave. 
And not all of them, most people who come to me with cancers, of course, are in fourth stage or third stage because they, you know, they're at the point where what medical people are offering them doesn't work anymore. Right. Right. Very impressive. Now, um, Denise, I want to know still about, you know, when you first turned to healing for help, what were you expecting and why were you expecting it and what was your best hope for for healing when you turned, as you did, to it? Mm Well, um, when Robert and I first went to Gentra, she was um, so honest and um, open with us, and you could just uh, tell that uh, she was the real thing. Um, And I got to experience uh, his sessions with him. So he would come in and um, lay on her massage table, and she would have... Uh, her hands behind his neck and on his head, and I would um, also either have my hands on his ankles or um, working on his liver, and I could physically feel uh, jolts of energy, uh, different vibrations, and sometimes even heat coming off of him through my hands. So I was, um, I didn't know what was happening but I knew something was happening. But it would be right to say that would it that you really had no idea. I'm not being negative in any way when I'm saying this. Mm-hmm. You really that was a surprise to you in a way because totally. It was, okay. I think that's very important because that suggests, doesn't it, something new and different is taking oh, place. Yes, I was totally shocked to have those feelings in my body. So, yeah. Very, very important. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to back to Gentra, and I want to know how healing and family caregiving fit together, and whether you have any comments about where faith of the kind that you have fit into the picture. The family caregiving angle, in other words, and healing and question of faith. I... Because nobody knows in in our country what healing really is, like I was saying before, when people are desperate, they always, always bring family members if they have anyone to care for them. So I'm always going to meet their spouse, their children, their uh, husbands, their wives, all that business. And all of them... Almost all of them have uh, experiences like Denise. If they're willing to hold on to the body of the a person, you know, I ask if they're willing to help me. And I don't even tell them what they're going to feel. And then I let them discover themselves that they're going to feel connected. And I talk about my faith, and sometimes uh, it means something to those people. Sometimes it does not mean anything to them. And if it doesn't, I tell them that's okay, but they, you know, I do ask them that they just have to show up. And for the really skeptical people, I say, I want you to try this at least three times before you decide it doesn't work. And if they do that, then always they continue because they realize that their body's changing and that their emotions are changing and they're getting healed in some way. So... I can't really say that I've had anyone 
that I know of decide to have faith in God because they received a miracle through healing. I've had people who are uh, atheists or agnostics receive a miracle through healing, and they know that it is a gift like the sun and the moon and the stars for everyone, and they find a way to explain that away, you know, from a from a spiritual perspective. Yeah, but they nevertheless experience it. Yes, they do. Yeah. And I find sometimes I feel that uh, God gives some of those people more of a miracle than, you know, or more of a fancy miracle, like they might think my hands are on their feet, and in fact my hands are not on their feet. Yeah. So they can feel whether that's Jesus' hands or an angel's hands, but they they often get much more of a palatable uh, experience of the unseen world, and I do think it's the, the spiritual world reaching out to create uh, a new consciousness for them. That's it, yeah. Now, back to Denise, please. Um, situation, obviously, you can relate to very closely, is where the doctors are holding out little or no hope of a cure. And somebody comes to you, and, that, and from what I know of you, this is probably happening very often, saying, how can healing help us? Always asking questions like that. What do you say, and why do you suggest healing to them? What are the reasons? Denise? Um, well, I say anything that promotes love is good. And um, giving a healing is a gift of love. Um, It goes so much farther um, than that because um, I wish, well, Gentra knows what the uh, quantum physics would be and all of that, but I, I don't have that kind of vocabulary or knowledge. But there's a lot of things our consciousness can do that we just aren't aware of. There's so much uh, energy exchange that we don't see, um, but is there. So I'm sorry, I just am not coming up with uh, the right words, but, uh, you know, there's there's incredible um, gifts to be given to people that you love. And I've, I've just been very fortunate to be able to see it through hands-on healing. Denise, I think you've said it very clearly, that there's a gift, and that the gift is love, and the gift is part of caring, and the gift is something that everyone can give and take. Now, those are my words. They're not yours necessarily, but that's what I took from what you just said. So I think you were very clear about it. Now, I still want to ask you, though, a little bit more. Um, This question of the expectations is always important in healthcare because everybody wants Mm -hmm. to be cured. Gentra said basically she offers no guarantee, which uh, seems to me a very reasonable thing. What do you say when people wonder if you're offering them a, a cure, a miracle in that sense? Well, one thing that I've witnessed is that um, I can take pain away, and I feel confident that I have extended certain people's lives that I've worked on, and I've given uh, a sense of peace and calm 
Um, and I've just I've just been uh, working on people for the last five years uh, on a part time basis, but. People come in, they're agitated, they lay down. I work on them, and um, they tell me their pain is gone, and they're calm. And what a gift um, that is to someone that is in pain and is anxious about life. So I really feel like I've extended some people's lives because of this practice. And that, what you've described, is in many ways, in these sorts of circumstances far more than medicines and medications or surgery or anything else can offer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And, you know, one one thing that I learned through three-heart balancing is where to put your hands in case of some trauma. Um, I know Robert would have seizures, and you know how seizures are so ugly and dramatic and hideous, and it was so good to have some direction on what to do in a time like that. Yeah. So I just, um, my heart goes out to all your listeners who are in the midst of heavy-duty caregiving and um, just realize that um, people do care about you. They just don't know how to uh, extend that love at times. That's a very gentle interpretation. Now, it is, unfortunately, time for the break again. This is Dr. Gordon Adler, and my guests are Gentry Gardner and Denise Dijal. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America um, Variety Channel. Please stay tuned, because we are coming back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You know I need someone. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at mymonami.com. That's doc, letter G at M-Y-M-O-N-A-M-I dot com. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Jendra Gardner and Denise Dejao. Our topic is Faith-Based Healing, Medicine, and Miracles. Now, I want to talk with you both, or at least I want you to talk about what you both would like to see done to bring more opportunities 
for family caregivers and their family members to get that kind of help you've been talking about from healing. So starting with you, Denise, first question, how well understood by patients and their family caregivers is the role of healing, and what more do you think needs to be done to increase, improve their understanding? Well, you know how good a touch feels or a hug. And to to have that basic understanding that um, touch has great power. Um, And the the Healing Hands Network has a website, healinghandsnetwork.org. And on that website, there there are instructions on... um, how to get a hold of that network. Um, Gentra, maybe you could explain a little bit more about it. Go ahead, Gentra. Well, I do know that if you want to have a circle of hands for a, a sick person, I don't care where they are, uh, someone like Denise and I could fly there. You'd have to pay our expenses, and we could probably have to take a day to train your your people. We could train up to 25 or 30 people to help uh, someone who's got a life-threatening or life-debilitating disease. Plus, we could probably work on the person ourselves and just get a sense. And then, you know, and we even supervise by telephone afterward, you know, or email. The Healing Hands Network was founded in 2000 because Dr. Greg Plotnikoff, he was the medical director at the University of Minnesota, the Center for Spirituality and Healing. He took my classes, and he loved three-heart balancing, and he thought the idea of training family caregivers to hold on to somebody's ankles, for example, when when their person is sick in the hospital, would be just wonderful. And that's, he said, we have to do research together. I want you to set this up because I'd rather have family caregivers involved in doing that than watching the monitors or watching Gilligan's Island on television. Brilliant. And, uh, he was wonderful. Unfortunately, he went to Japan, you know, to do research for six, six weeks. And, you know, with budget cuts and things, there hasn't been the funding that I wished for that. But I, I could see a whole arm of a hospital where, you know, when they send a patient home, they have the, an option that volunteer healers teach the family what to do. Yeah. Deja, I'm going to just carry on with that question, but in a different way. You mentioned earlier, in answer to something I'd asked you, uh, that the physicians and nurses and other healthcare professionals uh, were really rather interested or interested in what you were actually doing. And so it leads me, because I am one, to ask you, how supportive are they of healing? And do you, in fact, offer them any programs or other explanations of healing by way of bringing them up to speed on what you're doing? Gentra? There's a group of probably 50 or 60 people that are always in the know on what the latest healing techniques and three-heart balancing are. And of that 50 or 60 people, there's 15 or about 15 of them that are doctors and nurses and are connected. And then there's probably another eight or nine people that are chaplains that do uh, 
And those chaplains do three heart balancing every day in their practice. Yeah. And so uh, I have input all the time. Right now the Healing Hands Network has been very involved in reaching out to veterans. And the VA hospital in Minneapolis has a, an integrative health unit, and they are asking the network to provide a, a volunteer healer presence on the unit every day. And since I have about 150 volunteers, I might be able to do that. You know, so I've asked my healers to do that, and a, num- a number of people have come forward to do that. And we're hoping that that grows, you know, where we can train veterans, families, and friends how to help them. You know, I think this is something that would really help everyone. It's like I think we're starving to death in a grocery store. You know, everybody it can be a source of healing for other people if they would like to. And so often people care and they don't know what to do. And what to do is fairly easy. And so I would I would do whatever was necessary to raise people's education. I know that we have plans to create a virtual healing center online. And I learned hands-on healing from a real person who taught me hands-on healing. And I know, Denise, you were saying that you were skeptical until you really felt things in your hands. Mm -hmm. So I still think learning from another person is the best. You know, if you just go online and you say, put your hands here, I don't know how many people will actually do that without a relationship. But that's the latest thing I'm planning on doing is just seeing how far that goes. Right. Denise, I'm going to ask you uh, a little bit more now about family caregivers and finding out more about healing and more about people like you in their own communities. Now, you've both already spoken about this, but uh, and you've suggested, both of you, ways in which this might be, might be promoted. You know, you can help people set up um, their own networks and their own um, uh, programs in various parts. I want you... Uh, Denise, really to give us the, if you like, the promo, the promo to family caregivers who are interested in moving ahead with the kind of things that you both have moved ahead with. Denise? Well, that is a very tricky problem. Um, I'm a volunteer, and because I don't have a huge um, background of uh, you know, solid successes that I don't feel like I can um, sell my practice to other people. Um, and it was just because of the Department of Spirituality and Healing on the campus of the University of Minnesota that I was directed to a professional healer. I do know that there are four universities in the country that have those departments and that would be a place to start. But uh, most healers don't advertise, and so I really um, am at a loss to um, direct people other than the website of the healinghandsnetwork.org. There you go, and I'm going to have to finish on that because, unfortunately, I've just had a signal to say that we're running out of time, which shows how important... Oh, no, I've got a little bit more time. Let me just say back to you both by way of discussion. Um, I'm wanting to say to you both 
that the message you're giving is honest, it's straightforward, it's clear, it's impressive, and above all, it's hopeful, regardless of the kind of situation that people are in. And I say something else to you both. More and more, as the, our populations age, um, what healthcare systems everywhere are coping with are more and more people with diseases and conditions that aren't really curable and that for many of them, sadly, there's not a lot. There's something, but there's not a lot that the healthcare system can do. So therefore, the kind of things that you both believe in, the kind of things that you're doing, the healing that you do, I think is going to get more and more important as time goes on. And I think what you... Well, Denise, I do understand your honesty in saying maybe you don't feel like uh, promoting yourself as, as, if you like, the leader in this. You are nevertheless, Denise, the kind of person who I would like to sit, think is going to be attracted all over to this movement that I think Gentra has described and is forming up. And so I'm really lecturing you both what I hope is a very positive way to yeah. say you're both fundamental to the way our society copes with this challenge that more and more of us are facing conditions that really don't have cures. Now, we have just about a minute, so 30 seconds for you both. First of all, Denise... How comfortable are you with what I just said to both of you? I thought it was um, a wonderful comment, and it brought to mind some healers that are in the Healing Hands Network that are elderly, and they get together and they work on each other, and I can just picture that happening all over this great country where people uh, have a little bit of direction and love and uh, can take away pain and suffering um, by working together. So that's wonderful. Got it. It's the same question to you, Gentry, and I'm not looking for applause for my summary. I'm looking for your sense of whether the story that I've got from this is correct and whether this is the sort of thing that I, whether the sort of thing I've been saying is what you want to see happen. Absolutely, I want it to see happen. I'm waiting for the critical mass. I'm waiting for the tipping point where everyone hungers for something wonderful like this. If your listeners want to feel what their energy feels like, if they put one hand on their navel and the other hand on their physical heart, it doesn't matter which hand, and just sit with themselves for 20 or 30 minutes, they can start to feel the sense of peace and relaxation and, and uh, wonder and love that Denise and I have been talking about. And that's feeling the gift, isn't it? Yes. And that's feeling the gift that they can share with the loved one, regardless of the situation, and right. that a group of people can share with the loved one. Yep. That's right. Terrific. Now, I want to say, first of all, in winding up, sadly, we have to do that. Thank you to our listeners. Please do email us with your comments and questions, which I'll be very happy to pass on to Gentra and Denise. I want to say thank you to Gentra and Denise, not just for sharing with us your experience and your insights and your advice, but actually sharing with you, with us, your faith, your hope, and your work, and the sense that what you're doing is helping real people 
in some of life's most difficult circumstances. So if I say I wish you every success, I really mean that because success in this is, a, is in that sense a gift to real people. So in our next episode, we're going to be talking about the unpaid, unrecognized family caregiver. Please join us, same time, same spot on the internet, and we'll talk again. Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until then, we hope our program will help make the coming week easier and more hopeful. And I do appreciate you being around. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.